Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doctor's Notes podcast by Docs Castle Media, a podcast I created to share the notes of one of my favorite reality shows ever, Big Brother USA. I'm your host, Doc, and I'm here to talk BP perspective from Doc's point of view. So here we go. Hey, this is week three, veto competition episode. We made it. Where we left off last week, the people that were left on the block, or not last week, last episode, people that were left on the block was um, Cameron and Jag. And we had a backdoor plan to get Heisen. We are all in Felicia's HOH week. And everything seems to be running smoothly and according to her plan. We start off the episode seeing a lot of Heisen's diary room sessions. Um, and we see his thought processes. What it's been going on. He's completely clueless. Um, he doesn't know that he's being backdoored by his alliance. And Heism is a very loyal person so far what we see to his alliance. He's doing what he can to try to get what he believes is the strongest threats out from the other side of the house and wanting to protect the side that he is loyal to, the professors. Even above any other alliance chatter that might have been brewing up between him and any other player that could possibly be on the other side of the house his loyalty towards the professors shines through it all and we see that through his diary room sessions in the beginning of this episode it just doesn't matter what he is in this house or what what Sam is thinking because He's a threat, and he's going to be backdoored. That's what it's looking like in this veto episode. So would I say that the professors are reigning supreme at this moment? It looks like those professors are starting to crumble, you guys. Like It looks like they might not even exist after this week, honestly. Um, and I don't even know if they existed during this week. It all was in the mind of Heisem, honestly. He thought that the professors and honestly red too i think they just think that the professors are still in existence at this moment the only people that that don't really know that are those two and um and i think it's just because they're the two men that's in um that big side of the alliance when you break them apart or take them out of the equation we see the bye bye bitches. And the bye bye bitches seem to be the ones that are reigning supreme in my eyes this week because Felicia created that alliance and she is the head of household and seems to be telling all of her plans to that group of people. So it is them who reign supreme and that might be the one group that might make it past um, this week <laughs> when it comes to that or the professors. But I do want to talk about other um, people in the game now, um, outside of those alliances, who um, CBS seems to, in this episode, highlight particular strategies from two players that I feel um, could play some type of part in their gameplay later on. Um, First, I want to bring the attention to Corey. Corey has been seen in the Big Brother episodes, you know, frequently he 
has had diary room sessions, so he's very charismatic and has had some screen time. Um, but he's also mingling around in the house. And in the last podcast, I mentioned how um, Corey seems to work both sides of the house and it's working his favor. Um, he's also, he has a lot of insight when he's speaking um in the live feeds to Suri and Izzy these are things that we don't see on the show but he is um, a very strong um, social player when it comes to speaking game with them and knowing his part and how to play to be on their good sides and not just their good sides but just anyone because this week um, they tried to highlight the fact that Corey was dressed in blues um pink outfit very tight pink outfit um Corey says that it's completely strategy that he's doing that in his diary session and i think that it's some strategy that is working in his favor he's becoming very cool with the girls in the house especially the young girls when he does stuff like that um uh core strategy to me is similar to ian because he's willing to do whatever it takes to kind of create some type of relationship or bond with someone um and trying on that women's suit is just some is something that someone asked him to do so i really do see that later on in the game you know that that's something that is working because it's making him become friends with people but if he continues to work in that type of strategy and doing what other people want him to do like that you know silly things like that i'm not saying like literally making big moves doing what other people want him to do as far as big moves but you know little silly petty things like that it could get him far as making relationships with people another person that i do want to um also talk about when it comes to a peaking strategy is they highlighted um Nicole in this episode she had a diary room segment in this episode where we finally see some of her gameplay um I, well, it's not really her gameplay, but it's most likely her personality that could come into why she's playing the way that she is playing. She is very irritated with the house guests in this game. They're a little bit too emotional for her, and it, it may be driving Nicole a little crazy. But when I see her diaries for her obsession this episode, it makes me think of where she's from she is from the dmv area from maryland and i feel like i probably would react the same way that nicole is reacting with this group of people they are very emotional but they always say that people in the big brother house are emotional nicole said there hasn't been seven days literally there's a day every day someone is crying someone is crying about something that's seems to be every season they make a segment at the end of every season of them just literally crying in the diary rooms so we just gotta know that we're gonna be in there with some emotional people and that that house is breaking people down for real <laughs> i guess Nicole isn't at isn't at that point where she's breaking down so right now well, she ain't playing as hard as everybody else is when it comes to, you know, breaking down. She says that her strategy is, this is how she works in um, the political field. That's, that's what she works in, the political field in D.C., basically. And she does a lot of compromising 
when it comes to working in that field. She feels as though she's doing a lot of compromising in her gameplay. Now, uh, if that's a game strategy that she's doing, I don't think it's a very good game strategy that she's doing if it's comprom- if she's taking a position of being compromising in the game. Um, because if she's doing that, that's what's making her, that's what's making everything irritating to her. Um, she needs to take more moments to make more decisions instead of just going with the flow and being compromising. Um, she might be looking for her moment to do that in a game, which I don't see that there is a moment for her to do that, like make decisions and not be compromising right now. But if she wasn't so compromising, she probably would take um, it probably would take away that irritation that she's experiencing. Moments where she's in the pantry complaining, she could be actually speaking some game to somebody. But she's taking all her irritation and just soaking in it, honestly. Um, it gotta be a better way for her. Um, that might affect her gameplay, I really do think. But I hope that they play some more of like Bowie Jane diary rooms like we have not seen her gameplay at all I want to see what she's thinking about I don't even know what she's thinking about at all we know she part of the bye bye bitches does she have any opinion about anything that's happening as far as when it comes to this Hassam back door because Hassam is also in the professors with her so what is she even thinking they're not putting that in the episode and she must it must not be something serious you know like, is she even playing the game? They need to put more Boy Jane down in the room so I can see her, some of her peaking strategies. Just like I said, Corey McCole's. This episode, we also saw, you know, let me bring some attention to some alliances or, you know, where the status of alliances are right now. If there any are developing or if any are falling apart. I already mentioned that I feel that the professors is falling apart and the Bye Bye Bitches is running supreme at the moment. But... I think that I see a final two alliance that may be a brewing with Cam and Red. They currently are working two separate sides of the house. Red being with the professors and Cam working on the handful side. But they are very close to each other and, you know, creating a friendship. Um, so Cam feels comfortable with telling read about a plan that the bye-bye bitches or the professors just he just was left out of like i said the bye-bye bitches left red out of this because he's not a part of the bye-bye bitches so of course i feel like that's probably why cam or not cam red might not have known about the backdoor plan they felicia said she didn't even she didn't feel comfortable letting Red no, because it could possibly get back to Hassan. So, with Cam knowing the plan, because he's the one that's on the block, um, he felt comfortable telling Red about the plan because that's his what well, he would consider his final two. Red, he seems to have a lot of trust in Cam, um, so I think he really did or obviously believed Cam when he came with that information and he didn't know. So he goes back to Felicia and Felicia playing her damn part, which is making her be the MVP player of this episode again by um, 
you know, not sweating under pressure when Red comes to her about something that she didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, Red went to Felicia, confronting her about the backdoor plan, and Felicia confirmed it. Um, so, but does that make, I feel like that makes Red a little bit uneasy. I mean, that would make me feel very uneasy, you know, you know about some information. Someone that's not even in the alliance that you're supposed to be in is telling you about a deal that's going on because he's in on something that they left you out of. That's crazy. Cam knew before Red. Um, which brings me back to the idea that the professors is what's going to fall apart next week. Because if Hassan leaves the group, Red is already talking about how to replace Hassan with he wants to bring him into the professors like the professors is just gonna continue to go he doesn't know about the bye-bye bitches exactly so he's thinking that he can bring cam on over like it's no big deal he from another side of the house because he's working with them does cam or does red know the name of the handful i don't even know if he knows the name of the handful and cam isn't telling him about what he doing is he on the other side of the house who knows i don't know they ain't showing them they're not giving that much tv time to them so i don't know but the reconstruction of the professors to bring cam in when hassam is out it's not gonna work i feel like the professors is already just crumbling anyway they also showed a showman's which is also going to be another alliance of and, and you know just a, a given but um, the showmance between Jared and Blue is developing more. But they also show that Sari is not with it. She is not with a showmance. Um, her son being in the showmance, she knows that there is an alliance between her, him, and Izzy right now. And when they are talking about it in the pantry room, as she has confronted him about how she don't like that. Um... We don't know how effective the showmats will be <laughs> this season. But, you know, every every year has to have a showmats. And it seems like that's, what's, that's what what's it's going to be. It's going to be Jared and Blue. We lost Matt and Riley. And it didn't even seem like that was actually going to happen. But, you know, that's gone. And there really isn't any other showmats that could possibly happen at this moment. So, um... I would be fine if we do without a showmance for at least one season. You know, can this be one of those seasons? Can they just vote one of them out so we can get rid of a showmance? I don't want to see none of that, you know. Just get the showmance out early, you know. Let's discuss the veto competition. Boom, 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 boom. So, the veto competition. The name of the veto competition this week is called Cockadoodle Zoom. And it is from the BB comic verse this week. Basically, uh, in this competition, they have to climb through some goop. You know, they take an egg from one side, one egg at a time, from a chicken coop. Climb through some goop at that time across the yard and place it into a crate. They do these eggs one at a time. I don't remember how many eggs he's supposed to get into a crate, but whoever gets that certain amount of eggs into the crate first wins. 
the Golden Power of Edo. There were six people who competed in the competition. Um, you know, the three given people, which would be um, Cameron, Jake, and Felicia, because Cameron and Jake are the two people that are on the block, and Felicia being the HOH. The other three people are chose, um, chosen from the um, uh, whatever that thing is that they pick up from. So the three people that are chosen are Izzy, Ray, and Corey. Person who runs supreme in this competition and to be a physical threat, of course, would be Jag. Jag won the competition. I think Cameron and Corey came pretty close, but pretty much they were the competitors in this competition. And Jag won. Of course, Jag, with that knowledge, or, you know, he was, was in on the plan, you know, because Felicia said that there were two pawns on the block, which was, you know, of course, Jag and Cameron. Jag knowing that he needed to save himself, he going to take himself off that block, and that's exactly what he did. He took himself off the block this week. Also, being a winner, he has to be the one to wear the costume this season. Every season, there's someone who wears a unitard costume. Jag is the one that's chosen to wear the unitard costume. And I don't even know how long they usually wear it. Is it a week? I don't know. It's a few days that they wear the unitard costume. Jag has to wear the cockadoodle zoom costume. Which is, I guess he's supposed to be some, um... That is going to basically make him that his his cartoon character. If they do the, um, comic verse um, cartoons later on in the season... Jag is most likely probably going to be the cockadoodle zoom. The cockadoodle zoomer. Some people get so excited to be put inside of a unitard for the big, big brother. Um, <laughs> the big, big brother house. Ooh, I mean, made it bigger. But I don't think I would be excited about being in a unitard at all. Um, especially for a week. Like... It makes it easier because you don't got to choose what you got to wear every day. But I don't want to be seen on TV every day with this unitard. Especially how ridiculous some of these costumes look. Like, Jay costume looks really hot. And they in California. Like, I don't know how I would feel wanting to sit in a unitard that has that type of material created in it. No, I don't know. Big brother, um... I feel like if I am to ever come on to the Big Brother's house, I need them to make sure that it is a thin unitard if I have to be chosen to be wearing a unitard at all. I can't be wearing nothing with no fur on it. If fully, fully clothed, like your arms is full, fully covered and your legs is fully covered, nah, nah that's not me. So Jack, he's off the block. And, um, or he makes the decision to be off the block. And I want to bring back the attention to who I chose to be my MVP player this week, Felicia. Because Felicia, like I said, is playing her part and she doesn't sweat under pressure. Um, Tassan comes to Felicia numerous times to pitch his ideas of what he thinks should be the best decision for who goes on the block. If either one of the decisions that she currently had was to come down. He brings up Matt as a decision. And Felicia doesn't want Matt. So she 
she just adamantly always keeps telling him that that's not what she wants um but she doesn't say who she wants or what she's doing she doesn't tell him the plan at all and she doesn't show any inkling that it could possibly be Hassan to Hassan so Hassan like I don't know he might have been frustrated with uh who she offered as a backdoor um because Jake was coming off the block she told him that she would probably put blue up there he thought it was a waste of time like that's just a waste why would you put the house in jeopardy to put blue up there that's what he's saying you know in Hassan mind whatever he think is the right way to go and everybody don't like him thinking that way and is rubbing them the wrong way of course so you know Felicia she knows that that's who she gonna put on the block she's just gonna put her song on the block because she's tired of that and when it came down to that um what is it the veto ceremony she cold-bloodedly put him on the block like she is the MVP player do I think that her turning on Hassan was a good idea. You know, any of them for the bye-bye bitches. Do I think it was it for the favor of their for their alliance? Yeah. I feel like it could have it's a good idea to do because they're not really working with the other two players that's in the professors. So why in the world would you keep someone? You're not even being loyal to the whole group. Y'all already are counting them out. And that's what I'm saying. Like, is Bowie, is Bowie Jane even included in the Bye Bye Bitches? Like, she might not even be counted in that. That alliance might be crumbling. But I just think um, in the favor of Felicia, Felicia, I think that it might be better that she she is t- targeting her song because she's not really, like, working with him there. They're not telling him nothing. Um, and I, but I, if it were me, if it were me, if I was in there, I, I'm not going to put a song out. I think it's too early in the game. There's so many things that could change in the, the dynamic of the game. And honestly, he really seemed like he was very loyal. He seemed so loyal. He was ready to do whatever. They could have just easily fixed Whatever issues they had with communicating with him by letting him know that, you know, look, man, you ain't letting us really talk. If anybody was just really honest with Hassan, they could quickly and easily fix that. And I feel like he would continue to be loyal. Y'all might have to remind him a few times if he, you know, continues to, you know, be overbearing with what he wants to do. But that's the point. You just keep communicating. You got to just communicate with him. Um, but this again, we don't got that much time. And why why communicate with somebody like that? You a little shaky. You already don't want to really talk to him. So in her favor, it is best, I guess, to backdoor him. He got to go. So they better hope to God that he really leave. Because if he don't leave, he got enough for now. Because he's able to win competition. He is able. And because he's able and shown y'all the last week that he's able he could get all of y'all out one by one by one. He just got to find that one person that he going to work with who ain't going to get him out whenever he is unable to play HOH, <laughs> which I don't think he got. So, I don't know. He, he, he just got to go. Which brings me down to let's talk about what's happened in the Twitterverse. Boom, 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 boom. So, in the Twitterverse, 
Um, what I've been seeing on Twitter is a possibility that Sari might be flipping the house again. Maybe flipping it in the favor of Hassan. Um, you know, talking to Felicia about possibly flipping the house. But I don't think that's very strong. I think it's just a little chatter that might have happened that night that he was uh, put on the block. Because um, they might have felt bad about it. Probably really realized that he was going to be loyal to them. And, you know, when that when it came about, I think that's probably what made them be like, oh, can we change the vote type thing? But I don't think the vote is going to change. I think, honestly, it probably flipped right back. I think they are focused on getting Hassan out. And there's new dynamics that's probably building from them talking or whatever. Or talking it out. Um, another thing that has happened in the Twitterverse is uh, people have found Jared's ex-girlfriend's Twitter. Boom. And found out that she has a potty mouth. She uses the word, the N-word, very, very often. And her being a white woman it is not cool. Being in the dynamic that Jess was in on Big Brother with Luke the first week. You know, Luke calling him or using that word and Jared having to give his opinion and people being so mad about his opinion or how he carried things we now know why he carried things the way that he carries things because he has a ex-girlfriend who uses the word and he I guess he lets her pass with it so yeah People are coming for her. She is under attack. She has deleted a lot of those tweets that have the N-word in them. That people have been screenshotting and sharing videos of. Oh my goodness. Um, but. Uh, yeah. So when he comes out of the house. Um, he's going to have to face that too. Probably you know, speaking up for his, his ex-girlfriend. Because she is being slaughtered out here being slaughtered another thing i didn't see on the in the twitterverse is people are trying to force some type of showmax in this season like people keep on trying to talk on on twitter how they want to get america and Corey into a showmax like they keep trying to push it keep trying to push them or just talking about them hanging with each other. Like they, they're speaking some game and they're getting to know each other. And Corey and America hang out with each other in the house. But according to what I've been seeing, um, Corey doesn't want to have a showmance with America. He isn't for it because he's too young. America is a few years older than him. And Corey is fresh. Like is like is he twenty one? I think like he's fresh out of college. Oh, is, is he still in college? I think he's still in college. So he, um, America. I don't know. He he not he not. I think it's cool. Like he not attracted to her. He not he not feeling America. That's not who he with. You know that's not who he want. And the Twitterverse is trying to force that. Uh uh-uh. uh. We don't need that. But those are like the the main things that I've been seeing that updates that's been going on twitter you guys are crazy um i guess we'll see what is going to happen later on tonight 
um, as far as if this backdoor is really going to happen. Because, like I said, on Twitter, what I've been seeing on a lot of feeds is basically that it could have possibly be another flip. We might not. We, we might see um, Hassan staying. Or it might be a vote that could be possibly really, really close that could show people's cards in this game. And I am hoping that it could be that. Because I need something to be triggered that could make the game feel different. We always have these unanimous votes. Can they show their cards? Like, let people play the game to reveal certain things in the house, you know? So, I'm hoping that they can vote like that this week. But I don't think that they will. I think they still be in a, a unanimous vote to get Hassan out. We will be seeing an old competition, though. Um, they did say that in this week's eviction night, we should be seeing the pressure cooker composition. So, um, if everybody is listening that are Big Brother fans, you will understand that the pressure, co- pressure cooker competition is a competition where they're in a box and they basically, you can't do anything in this box. You basically have to be the last person standing. So, we get to watch the pressure cooker. Um, If you have live feeds, you get to watch it on the live feeds uh, whenever they open back up. And and if they're continually still playing the pressure cooker competition, we can watch that in the live feeds. But, um, yeah. We get to see a, a, a legend, a legendary competition happen. Either way, let's look forward to it. Um, so in today's episode, what did we discuss today? We at, we had discussed about who is on the block currently, and we discussed about who the MVP player is. Definitely, it is still Miss Felicia. She she rocking it, and it's mainly because of the social gameplay, not physically, because she sucked at the veto competition this episode. But she definitely is playing a very good social gameplay by not showing her cards and playing her part the way she needs to play it. Um, we also see some peaking strategies. Um, I talked about, you know, Nicole having her appearance in the episodes and how her gameplay might affect the game later and Corey and his gameplay and how that affects the game later. We talked about some possibly new alliances with Cam and Red. And we talked about the reconstruction of the professors or the it just being it's just crumbling. It is it's about to demolish altogether. Either way, we talked about the veto competition and who that winner was. And we talked about who is now on the block, which is now Hassam in the backdoor playing. Um, but other than that, I can't wait to see what is going on tonight. Um, we'll get to see. If someone leaves, who is leaving? Hassan or who else is on the block? I forgot. Mm. Oh, Cam. <laughs> Hassan or Cam, who is leaving tonight? I can't wait to look. Catch y'all next time on the next episode. All right. Out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Doctor's Notes podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you found value in what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. For more updates and Doc's Castle content, follow me on my social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Doc's Castle. 
If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics that you'd like to cover in future episodes, feel free to reach out to me via email at dotscancelmediainfo at gmail.com. Remember, your support means the world to me, and I'm grateful to have you as a listener. But until next time, peace out.